welcome everyone to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We want to say Happy New Year to all of our listeners. And for all of those new listeners who have tuned in to You and the Law, we are glad to have you uh, listening to the uh, podcast show on one of the uh, hottest uh, podcast networks around, and that is the Bachelor News Radio Network. And so... Uh, Without, we have a great show uh, planned for uh, our listeners today. We've got uh, a group of people who's going to be coming on talking about a, a case out of uh, Oklahoma that is involves uh, Julius Jones. And uh, so we are excited to have those guests join us today. But uh, I've got to introduce everyone to my co-host. Uh, who goes by the alias Chief Swag. So, Chief Swag, brother, how you doing today? I'm not talking until you introduce me as the host. I told you I was going to give you the rest of 2020 to call me your co-host. It's a new thing now. You, you introduce me in the proper way, uh, Chief Green, or I'm not going to participate today. Well, you know what? I may have to reach out to L.A. because I was for sure <laughs> that you said that I could hold this title, that this title would be bestowed upon me for 2021. Now, I may be wrong, but we can go back and we can listen to the, to the recording. So, you want to put know, some money but, on it? want to put some money on it? No, nah, no, nah, man, because anytime people say put money on it, there's something behind that. So... So I, I just have to, you know, ask L.A., you know, man, see if you can find that recording because keep, I know that recording exists somewhere. Keep keep our producer out of it, man. This is between me and you. But, <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, happy New Year to you and the listeners. And, uh, man, it, it's good to hear you hear from you, hear you again, brother. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, we, we talk all the time, but, you know, this is how we do, how we spend our Tuesdays together. And that is on you and the law. And uh, we're excited about going into 2021 with this with the podcast show. We've been on for several months now, and it's, it's we've been having a lot of fun with it. We have gained a lot of listeners across the uh, the country, and so we're just hopefully everybody will continue to to follow us and follow us on our social media. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at. Um, uh, you and the law, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. So um, we're, we're all over social media. But one of the biggest things we're excited about is the Bachelor News Radio Network uh, website where you can go and uh, listen to our show and all the other shows that's on the Bachelor News uh, Radio Network, and that is the bachelornewsnetwork.com. You can uh tune in and, and listen to all of our previous shows and share that and encourage you to go to our Facebook page and like our page and, and share some comments about the show and ask some questions. But, you know, Keith, this is a show where we, we, we talk about topics that are not, normally not talked about, and we have on guests who, uh, you know, because we are two law enforcement people, but we have a variety of guests on our show and, and uh, because we feel that our listeners uh, deserve to hear what's going on across the country and, and, and how we can 
be informed and talking about law enforcement matters and things that affect uh, people in the in the minority community. Yeah, I mean, you know, you hear the nation, uh, especially communities of color, talk about re- reform and, and transparency and being able to communicate effectively with law enforcement. And I think it starts with us as, as uh, police department CEOs. We we have to set that tone, and I think we do it on this on this uh, on this uh, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Keith, I want to inter- bring on and introduce uh, our, our guests uh, to the show. Uh, we have uh, Jeff Eddie, and we have uh, another young lady who I, I just told me her, how to pronounce her last name, Keith. But, man, I just don't want to, to just destroy her name, and I'm going to let her introduce herself to us and our listeners but we are excited to have them on the show because they're going to be talking about a case that uh, that took place some 20 years ago uh, in Oklahoma City where uh, Julia Jones, a bright 19-year-old black male, uh, attending OU on an academic scholarship, and uh, he was charged with, uh, with the murder and uh, was convicted of that and has been on death row for the past 20 years, but... He has gained so much support from around Oklahoma and, and all across the country from athletes as well as, um, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian. But uh, just, uh, you know, thank you for being on the show and thank, thank the other guests. But you guys introduce yourselves and uh, tell us about um, everything that's going on with Julius Jones. And I know, Jess, you're recovering from a 131-mile walk. So... How, how are you recouping from that? Yeah, um, it, 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 it's mostly mental exhaustion at this point. My legs are fine, but it's. Um, it, I think I speak for me, Francie, and the, and the three others. But uh, we're we're just tired of fighting. Uh, racism is a uh, exhausting and draining task. Um, but I'm 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 happy to, that you guys could have us on the show. It's a pleasure to meet you, Chief Humphreys. We we miss you back here in Oklahoma. You kind of left us hanging, but it's cool. We hear you doing great <laughs> things out in Little Rock. Um, but uh, I'll let Francie uh, tell you tell you more about how she's feeling because I know the work for her is heavy, and she does it on a daily basis. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you and. Uh, I miss people back there too, so that means a lot to me. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for being with us, Francis. Well, thank you. Uh, hello, gentlemen. I'm Francie Ekwerekwu, and uh, yeah, I'm an attorney in the Oklahoma City area, and I was one of the walkers. And I'm I'm with Jess. I'm I'm exhausted, but I think the exhaustion is definitely what Jess was saying. It's being tired of fighting racism. Um, I got a few toenails that have fallen off and my back <laughs> hurting. And, um, you know, I can still feel a few tendons in my legs that are still tight and need to be stretched out. And, you know, I just need to lay down and get more rest. It's kind of like that second day soreness or that fifth day soreness for those of us that have 
um, been in athletics at any point in our lives. Uh, kind of just now setting in, and I'm pretty tired at this point. But I appreciate you having us on the show tonight, and we're excited to share, you know, our passion for for criminal justice reform, but also <clears throat> our passion for Julius and his story. Yeah, let me let me say this, Vir, Virgil, Chief Green. Yeah, go ahead. This young lady here is, is amazing. Young lady, her her family is a very very good family out of Arlington, Texas. Uh, I worked with her mom a short time in Arlington when I was there. Uh, this young lady, this young lady's got it going on. So uh, I, I just wanted to say that to the listeners. We're, we're talking about a young lady who is dedicated and passionate about what she does. But she comes from a good family. She comes from a good city. So I just had to say that, Francie. I just wanted to let everybody know. Well, I appreciate that, well, Chief Humphrey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, it's good that uh, Chief Humphrey knows you and can, and can pronounce your last name because I just told Jess. He tried to give me, and I said it right one time. He said, well, you got it. Well, I'm going to let Chief Humphrey uh, it, it call you by your last name because I just don't want our listeners to say, what did he just say? So, uh, again, uh, no, I think I think she doesn't have a problem. <laughs> I don't think she has a problem with you calling her by her first name, Virgil. Don't try to put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, hey, guys, we're, we're getting ready to come up. Well, actually, we're coming up on our first break. But as soon as we come out of this break, we're going to get in and talk about uh, the justice for Julius Jones. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern, and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. This is Dr. Larry Pitoa, host of the Dr. Larry Show on the Pastor News Radio Network, inviting you to listen live every Wednesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time at blogtalkradio.com and the podcast every Monday through Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. I am called the philosopher of current events, an independent, open-minded conservative with my own ideas. If you are interested in advertising or having your own show, email us at labachelor40 at gmail.com. Welcome back to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network, WCON uh, in Chapel Hill and Harborough Station out there. 646-929-0130, the number to get in touch with Chief uh, Keith Swag, Humphrey, and Virgil Green and their uh, guests. If you have questions, you can dial in, hit us up there. I will be screening calls. Uh, if you have a question, you let us know your name. City and where you and, and what your question or comment is, 
If not, you can stay on the line and enjoy this fantastic, very fantastic of you and the law. As I take it back to the brothers hosting the show, uh, I'm I'm neutral on this, guys. I have to go back to the, the archives to see who uh, who the, the, the lead host or the co-host or whatever the case may be. But uh, uh, you gotta have to tell me. I'll go back to the archives and find. Well, you know, I'm gonna be the the, the bigger man in this LA, and I'm I'm gonna from now on from this day moving forward, I'm gonna introduce Chief Swag as the host and I'll be the co-host oh, of man. you and the law. Man. man. <laughs> well, you. Hey, hey, LA, hey, let me I, say I, this I, real quick before we get started. He can he can never be the bigger man because he's only about five foot eight. I'm six three, so he'll never be the bigger <laughs> man. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> since uh, the late 90s when he was um, convict, charged and convicted. 
And, and, and so I, I got involved with that community here uh, in, in the black community on east side Oklahoma City, um, a couple of church gatherings, um, gatherings of the coalition at a church, and they brought in uh, Julius's attorneys um, and, and other uh, at national and local advocates uh, to kind of talk about it. And, and, and it obviously, you know, I'm an activist in Oklahoma City and, and I'm deeply committed to not only racial justice, but justice in all fronts. And, and it stood out to me as, as a severe instance of, of injustice. But also, um, you know, the Julius Jones Coalition is broad, national, but it is, uh, it is comprised of such wonderful people, people like um, Francie here on the phone with me and, and JB and some, and Herb Roland and, and, and Julius's sister Antoinette and mother Madeline and father Anthony. And, and when you have a, a, this is one of the reasons why I love the work of activism, but when you have a community uh, of advocates rallying around injustice, it, it brings around such dear people. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I was attracted to um, Julius's case is because the people working to free him are some of the most incredible people I've ever worked with. And, and so, you know, just to touch a little bit on the, on the facts of the case of, of kind of the more egregious areas of, of problems, um, you know, and then to, I'll let Francie kind of go into that with her legal knowledge, being an attorney. Um, she can really uh, enlighten everybody as, as to what really the, some of the bigger problems are. But, and I'd like to hear your guys' input on this, but for, from the get-go, you know, there was a, dis, you know, Julius is accused of, of shooting during an armed robbery of a, a vehicle theft, a, a shooting a white, um, wealthy uh, businessman um, in his driveway and stealing his Suburban. Um, and the Suburban was discovered uh, a few days later in a known um, auto, uh, what do you call it, chop shop, uh, where stolen vehicles are were regularly chopped. And, and it turns out the man who owned the chop shop and his associates were police informants already. And so they had kind of longstanding relationships with the police, understood the plea deal situations and, 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 and the kind of benefits one could get from if one were involved in a criminal enterprise, cooperating with police and so they had existing relationships and 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 basically what happens is there's a description that comes out from the wife of of the decedent mr paul howell that describes who shot her husband and and the description happens to match one of the associates of the owner of the chop shop um Mm -hmm. but somehow through the detectiving and investigating um Different inconsistent stories and statements are given, and but at the end of the day, it comes out that all the involved persons in the criminal enterprise point to Julius, who is on a full scholarship to OU, who has an alibi, is, was with his family at the time, his entire family is willing to testify to that, um, but it goes forward to the district attorney, who at the time was... Um, one of the most notorious district attorneys for pursuing the death penalty, be, death penalty being hard on crime, uh, Bob Macy, they call him the hanging judge or, or something like that, you know, just mm-hmm. responsible for dozens of executions. And, um, 
And then, you know, in the trial, the, the, the public defender neglects to put the family on on the stand to provide the testimony. Um, there's, you know, uh, plea deal uh, statements coming out. Uh, the, you know, you don't get the whole statement or the first statement. Uh, a juror, uh, one juror to later says that there was another juror that said the N-word in the jury deliberation room, so we've got racism on the on the in the jury and and you know and then other things there there are several other issues that are just you know clear and 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 you know from that i, I think francie can really speak to some some more of those okay okay well one of the things that i do want to put in before francie come on is that you know uh in me preparing for the show and me already knowing about this uh guys and to our listeners that you know, a well-known uh, uh, African-American movie star, she's a produced, Viola Davis produced a powerful documentary series that was called The Last Defense. And so, you know, I'm pretty sure that's something that we'll talk about uh, later on down the show. But just to let our listeners know that this is something that has uh, gained a lot of national attention and I know a lot of people will often say, well, you know, everybody says they're not guilty. But, you know, guys, I, you know, I just shared something on on our social media page uh, where a, a man out of Michigan spent 37 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. And ultimately, the the, the, the key witness in the that led to his conviction, she admitted that she lied. So. You know, we've talked about this on our show before, uh, you know, Anthony Ray Hinton out of Alabama. There's so many people who have been wrongfully convicted who have spent 20, 30-plus years in prison, and it comes to find out that, that they did not commit the crime. So, uh, But I just wanted to put that in there that, you know, Viola Davis has, has did a, a very uh, a good documentary uh, that, traces the path of Julius Jones and how it led him to, to death row. But go ahead, Francis. Sure. So uh, I came to the Julius Jones Coalition and the fight for Julius and his freedom also through meeting the very lovely and powerful C.C. Jones Davis, who... Um, Today is actually her birthday, so happy birthday, Cece. And um, I met her and had just maybe one or two conversations with her, and she asked me if I would help her um, finish off her finishing touches on Julius's clemency packet that she had been working very hard on um, for really a year or so. And... I said, sure. So I showed up at her um, dining room table, which was much of what she called her war room, that she was, you know, pounding things out and really working so hard for Julius. And I got to meet Antoinette, who is Julius's sister. And um, I spent, you know, what seems like forever, but I think it was probably about 12 hours straight with no sleep at that war room at that table helping CC finalize that clemency packet and draft documents to make sure it was perfect. Um, and that's really when my 
my passion and my love was born for this case. Um, I had heard of the case prior to that, but I just, after that, I, I couldn't not continue to keep doing something for Julius after I had read all of the evidence and gotten really, you know, enthralled in the case as I did sitting there with Cece and Antoinette. Uh, from there forward, I met other people such as Jess and JB and, you know, other people in the coalition who were passionate about the case and, you know, started to feed off of their fire for it as well. Um, I'm a part of a leadership group here in Oklahoma called Leadership Oklahoma, in which takes a group of Oklahoma leaders to McAllister to to Big Mac every year, and they tour the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. So actually this year, earlier this year, 20, or last year, 2020, I got to tour Big Mac, and uh, when we got to death row, I was really hoping that I would have a chance to meet Julius, but the guards told us that we would not have a chance to talk to anybody incarcerated, and that was okay. heartbreaking well, hey, for me. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Frank, I don't want to cut you off, but we're, we're coming up on our, our next break. But okay. uh, as soon as we come out of this break, uh, we're going to get back in and, and, and talk about more about justice for Julius. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Gossipop presents talk radio like you've never heard it before on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We go live every Tuesday and Wednesday on this network, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to thebachelornews.airtime.pro. We are on the cutting edge, and we are ahead of the curve on what is happening while the media tries to catch up. We talk issues from right to left. Once a month, we have Ladies Night, where we talk relationship in the 21st century, and nothing is off limits or taboo. Donald the Files on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Network. Greetings and great day, everyone. I am Elder Janelle Strickland, host of the Life Cafe radio broadcast from Maximizing Life Family Worship Center. I invite you to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tune in, maximize your life with the Word of God, and be blessed. Only on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Bachelor. Don't forget, uh, if you missed this broadcast, you can go to the website and check out the You and the Law page at the Bachelor News Radio Network. You see uh, uh, Chief Chief Swag Humphrey and Virgil Green there. And uh, give your thoughts. There's a contact uh, button there. You can make your questions and comments after you listen to some of the shows. If you missed this one live, rebroadcasts are at TheBachelorNewsRadioNetwork.com Back to Chief Humphrey and Virgil Green on the New and the Law Show on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Thanks for everybody joining us. Uh, 
on you and the Law and the Bachelor News Radio Network. And we're going to jump right back in and uh, uh, pick back, right back up where we left off. We were talking with uh, Francis uh, about the uh, Justice for Julius. And uh, sorry to mean to interrupt you and cut you off, but we had to get to that break. And uh, But uh, uh, so as you were telling us how you got involved with the case and how you visited McAllister and you weren't able to, uh, to see Julius Jones. So, uh, but you, you know, just kind of, you know, where things at and where things are going. And, uh, because, you know, I li- I followed you guys on your journey to McAllister and listened to you all, uh, to JB and, you know, sorry, to, you know, the JB couldn't be on with us, but just listening to you guys communicate with Julius, it definitely sounded like he was just overwhelmed with, with, um, with all the support and the, and the things that you all were doing that also included his family on that 131 mile journey to McAllister. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's I'm I'm a little more long-winded at some points, but I was getting to the fact that I thought I wouldn't be able to meet Julius that day, but I um, kind of finagled my way through and spoke to the right person who was able to get me about a 20-second conversation with Julius that day that I was at Big Mac. And um, that's when I was able to build a connection in terms of um, – you know, that day changed my life. I got to speak with Julius Jones, an innocent man on death row, and it made me feel sick to my stomach that I was leaving and he was staying there and that I couldn't take him with me. And I didn't want to leave there and not continue to do something about trying to get him out. So I've got you know, my limited experience of knowing him and connecting with him, you know, his family obviously has their connection. JB knew him and grew up with him. Um, Irv played basketball against him growing up and other people obviously know him and have friendships with him who are fighting for him with this coalition. So those relationships, um, no matter what their extent is, they're meaningful to us because they're driving us to do what it takes to um, realize his freedom. And um, he is, you know, he was our number one fan the whole way. He was calling us throughout the whole walk, morning, noon, and night to check in on us and see how we were doing. He was laughing at us a little bit, saying how (laughs) sore we were going to be. And, um, you know, he was telling us to start jogging and we were saying, Whoa, you can barely even walk at this point. <laughs> um well, you know, well, so well, I, he found some I, I know, humor in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well it, I, I know and Jess could could not do the jog. That that brother right jog, there can only Jess walk. was jogging. <laughs> Jess jogged the most of anybody, actually. It's true. And, well, well, I'm a little tougher than you know, Virgil. Yeah. All right, all right, I got you. <laughs> and uh, Julius, what I kept saying is, you know, if if somebody else was in this situation and Julius was on the outside, he would have been walking with us. He would probably be the one jogging the whole way because that's just who he is, and that's um that's 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 how big and deep his heart is. So yeah, it was pretty amazing. So so. 
let us let us and our listeners know how did how did you all come to do the 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 journey to McAllister, the 131 miles. I know that you know this happened right before New Year's. Uh, was this something that you guys had been planning on doing? Uh, what kind of led up to you guys making that decision to to make that walk from Oklahoma City to McAllister, which is 131 miles? I can go tell ahead, the story yeah. if you want, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, we were actually at Jeff Eddie's birthday party in 2020, and uh, we were talking about another um, prison uh, protest of love that had happened around Eddie Warrior for the women there who had pretty much 100% of them had contracted COVID, and somebody did a demonstration for yeah. them. And I mm-hmm. said, well, let's do something for Julius at Big Mac and everybody said, whoa, that'd be really hard and really tough, and we kind of just let it sit on us, and we left Jess Eddie's birthday party, and then all of a sudden that night, JB texted Jess and myself, and he said, let's walk, and Jess and I said, what? And JB <laughs> said, let's walk. let's walk from Oklahoma City to McAllister, and Jess and I didn't even budge. We both just texted back, I'm down, and that's where the vision was born, and we just took it from there and started planning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I guess that like that came the the walk for freedom. So, uh, Chief Humphrey, you have uh, any uh, questions for for our guests so far? Yeah, I do. I was just sitting here listening and and wanted to talk about their commitment and their their passion. But the question I have: Have you all received any pushback or uh, from your um, uh, you know, uh, supporting, um, you know, Julius, or, I mean, have you, have you gotten any pushback or, um, are you all, is there any, uh, funding donations or things that go toward this effort or are you all doing it pro bono? <clears throat> oh, it's, uh, this is a volunteer campaign, I think, all from the bottom to the top of the coalition. Now, um, and this is a good opportunity to plug the justiceforjuliusjones.com website where there is ability to contribute to things like, you know, legal services and costs for Julius and, and then also, you know, other uh, media efforts to raise awareness. Um, that I, think, I think that's where the bulk of contributions go. Um, but I know none of us uh, do this work for, um, you know, regarding Julius for, for, for any kind of, you know, we don't make any money. And, in fact, we, we I think all of us give as much as we can. Regarding pushback, oh, you know, it's Oklahoma. And uh, this is still a, um, <clears throat> a, a very conservative state, um, very um, 1980s, 1990s law and order, uh, hard on crime uh, mindset in the majority of our population and among the majority of our uh, elected officials, particularly at the state. And so really from the present district attorney who had nothing to do with that, with Julius's case um, in terms of the initial trial, uh, all the way up to the attorney general and the governor have have um, particularly the attorney general have been very, um, you know, uh, pu- pushed back strongly, I should say, 
um, against the notion that Julius um, is innocent or um, deserves uh, an opportunity um, to be heard in a in a legal context that's free from uh, racism and is impartial. Um, you know, and that's the kind of um, the emphasis that uh, really has been on this is is that you know in the legal community we use the term exculpatory evidence, which is mm-hmm. any evidence that tends to um, say suggest one is innocent. And we know that there's a, a there is you know a, a bulk of exculpatory evidence that wasn't introduced at trial, um, and that because each opportunity Julius has had in in a court of law, um, because of the handling of the case from the policing, the police investigation, and the original prosecution. So much evidence is not available to Julius at the appellate stages. And so this is a case where the system has truly failed. You know, the system relies on uh, 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 transparency and, let's say, ethical uh, commitments, ethical obligations of attorneys, law enforcement, to, you know, be transparent about particularly exculpatory evidence when it comes to uh, presenting that in court. Uh, presenting that to the defense, um, and and then this is a case where over the years, things like mm, jailhouse um, statements from um, cellmates with um, state's witnesses who uh, were critical to Julius's conviction, whose testimony um, laid laid forth the conviction. Um, one in particular, uh, Chris Jordan. Um, who, who, whose hair and I, and, and who physically matches the identity um, and description of the assailant, um, you know, got an exchange, got a plea deal for pleading against Julius and did like, what, 10, 15 years. Um, and, you know, we have his old later cellmates who are saying, you know, he told me in prison, uh, under oath, um, sworn statements, he told me in the cell that, that he had set up Julius. And, and there's no, you know, the, the, there's more than that, but it's just not been able to be included in the procedure and the process going forward. And Ju- at this time, Julius has exhausted his appeals. He's at the last and final stage where he's pleading with the Pardon and Parole Board of Oklahoma for clemency in the form of commutation to time served. And, and he, if the Pardon and Parole Board does recommend that, it's only a recommendation to the governor, and we have a, a governor who thus far hasn't shown much inclination um, to exonerate or, or, or grant clemency to Julius. We're optimistic about that, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a tough situation. Okay, well, hey guys, we're we're getting ready to come up on our next break, uh, but you know, one of the things that uh, you know with with both of us you know, me and my co-host being in law enforcement and a lot of people will will probably, you know, ask some questions, you know, why do a show like this? And the reason that we're doing a show like this is because we have seen so many uh, black men and black women uh, be wrongfully convicted and spend 20, 30 years in prison and to be found that they were not guilty uh, and so this is a, a very important story to get out. But uh, but guys, we're going to 
take uh, take this next break, but. Listen to you and the law. You listen to you and the law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Join Barry Barnes for Locker Talk on the Bachelor Pad Network as he presents NFL news and evaluates players Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. Hi, I'm Amanda Pete. Like all new parents, my husband and I want what's best for our baby. When it was time for our daughter's immunizations, we wanted the facts. So we carefully researched vaccines. We spoke with doctors and other experts and asked some tough questions. We decided that vaccines were the best thing for our child. I urge you to get the facts. Learn the facts about vaccines so you can make the best healthcare decisions for your family. Thank you. A message from the American Academy of Pediatrics at vaccinateyourbaby.org. Welcome back to You and the Law on the Best News Radio Network, WCOM in Chapel Hill and uh, Carborough, North Carolina. No, your nine is not playing tricks on you. It's uh, Chief Virgil Green and uh, Chief Pete Swag uh, Humphrey uh, doing the broadcast. Remember, 646-929-0130 is the number to get in touch with them. Chat room's open. Their Facebook uh, page is open. And again, if you miss any of their broadcasts, you can go uh, to the website on their You and the Law, you and the Law page at the Bachelor News Radio Network.com. As I go back to Chief Swag Humphrey and, of course, Chief Virgil Grant. Hey, thank you, L.A., and we want to welcome all of our listeners back to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, and we have uh, two. Uh, very special guest on the show today. We're talking about the case uh, that involved Julius Jones and the, the recent uh, walk for freedom uh, from Oklahoma City to McAllister to the uh, uh, prison where he's been for the for the past 20 years. But the uh, guys, again, this is a uh, case that has gained so much, uh, not just attention in Oklahoma, but attention from around the country where we we had athletes, uh, former OU athletes, Baker Mayfield and Trey Young and Russell Westbrook with the NBA and so many other people that came out, Kim Kardashian. Um, and so when people just don't just say, hey, I believe this person is, is innocent just because, I mean, they, they have to have a lot of facts for them to put their name uh uh, on this here, so just kind of speak to us about, you know, how all this has has taken place over the years, and 
and uh, and, and kind of you know where where is this going? I know you said at the end of the break that you know at the end of the day this is going to be left up to the governor of Oklahoma to make that uh, decision. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, we, we continue to hear so many cases about innocent men being uh, convicted, and then you kind of find out that they uh, were not guilty of the crime that they had been sitting on death row for 20, 30 years. Uh, and I know you guys are very optimistic about it, but where, where are things going, and, and where do things go from here? Well, I mean... As you said, we're extremely optimistic that the people who have the authority and the power to free Julius Jones will free him. Uh, but Julius really, over the course of our walk, really, he says it best. Um, he he told me, he said, you know, even if this walk or all the efforts that have led up to this walk um, and that will continue after this walk for his freedom, even if they don't uh, result in saving his life, he hopes that the the impact of all of these of all of these efforts result in changing the criminal justice system at large, and that maybe these efforts will save someone else's life, even just one other person who's innocent on death row. And um, I think that's extremely profound and not necessarily what we want to hear after we've walked 131 miles for, for Julius in his name. But mm-hmm. he just has, he had that thought that this is bigger than him and that systematic change is truly needed. And if, if systematic change happens in his name, you know, he'd be, he'd be, pleased and honored by that, but um, obviously we're hopeful that um, we're hopeful that Julius will receive commutation and receive credit for his time served, um, because at this point, you know, the way Jeff, Jeff did a wonderful job explaining all the legalities, um, there is no more legal remedy for him other than this commutation um, and and exec- it, through executive clemency. So um, if, if the governor does not save Julius's life, there is no other option for him. And so that's mm-hmm. really where it goes from here. Okay. Well, I have a question for either one of you, you know, you or Jess. You know, uh, has there been, you know, oftentimes, you know, our elected officials on the state level, their influence with, and this is a new governor coming in. Uh, he's been in office, with, uh, obviously coming up a, right at a year. Has has there been any uh, conversation with our, our black legislators, our black caucus, to to get them involved and 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 see how they can use their their uh, voices with with the the governor. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've seen most, if not all, of the Oklahoma Legislative Black Caucus had a Julius Jones event or in a Julius Jones, Justice for Julius Jones shirt. And, you know, 
but it kind of goes back to this being the most conservative state in the nation. I mean, I, I think we are. If not, you guys know we're right up there. Um, the, the, the Black Caucus, even the Democratic Caucus, is in such the minority status here that it, it's very difficult for us to do much, much other than, you know, kind of what we're doing, which is, is raising uh, public awareness and increasing public attention, even for the legislators and, and elected that are, that are allies, you, you know, and what I, what I, 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 one of the things I'll tell you, um, uh, chief is, is that has been most surprising as a lifelong Oklahoman, you know, uh, I'll be honest, I'm, I've been disillusioned with the Republican party, um, but I have experienced um, and witnessed in, in, in recent months regarding um, around the Julius case because of the abundance of really, um, really strong evidence that casts doubt on his conviction and, and really points to his innocence, not so much publicly, but really behind the scenes in, in, in more candid private settings the Republicans are kind of, you know, open to saying, have been open to saying and have said this, this kind of smells, this doesn't look good. And we need to, mm-hmm. we can't execute an well, innocent man. Yeah. And you, and you know, Jess, and it's good you, you know, you just made that, that point because we, one of our listeners that's listening to us, Renee, um, she asked this question, uh, and I think it's real relevant um to what's going on she wants to know uh have you guys received any death threats especially in this racist trump era oh i get death threats all the time i hope francis well, I mean, does it in, in related it, it related to to this case with julius jones because you're going to have people who, who are going to just say he was con- he was convicted by a, a jury May not have been a jury of his peers, but he was convicted by a jury and, hey, live with it. But, you know, again, with all the hype and everything that we've seen, uh, how how has that been related around the efforts for justice for Julius? Uh, I don't want to – I want Francie to have an opportunity to answer that, but I do want to say that one of the really special things, and this speaks to – Julius's family and and really to C.C. Jones Davis is that this is Julius Jones coalition isn't uh, a typical activism of loud protests and civil disobedience or disruption. Uh, the, 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 these people, uh, me and and us, when we do this, we are. I don't know when you're working for Julius. Uh, for it, 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 it takes things to another level that calms it seems to have a calming effect on both your opponents and your supporters that is not typical advocacy advocacy where you're getting kind of really an intense escalation and and that mm-hmm. kind of goes back to what i was saying about you know having some straightforward conversations with t- you know typical opponents who are kind of i mean this is about a man's life and 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 surprising to me, I've never seen it except for in this in this work and for Julius. But it really speaks to the sincerity and the and the realness 
of of his family, of him, of of Cece, how you know they have made this um, this work and this and 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 this story um, very human and very touching. And so I think it it's kind of disarming to people, and it it hasn't, at least to my knowledge, instigated the kind of of violent rhetoric uh, that that we see elsewhere in the country and even here in Oklahoma. Francie, what what do you think? I would agree with what Jess just said. Um, I personally have received nothing but support. Um, However, I know um, JB, not necessarily concerning Julius's case, death threats are not uh, unusual for JB when he fights for for racial justice on other occasions. Um, I don't know Mm -hmm. that he's received them concerning the Julius case, but... Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I know that we have received people reaching out to certain members of our walking group, um, sort of saying that, you know, there's another side of the story. There's the victim, the victim side of the story. And of course, we have, we fully acknowledge that a life was lost, and that's very tragic. And um, you know, our our hearts and our prayers have always gone out for the victim's family in Julius's case. All all that we have maintained is that Julius is not the culprit. And now we have two families that have essentially lost a family member um, because Julius's family is now without their family member um, due to the case. And so um, that, that is generally the response we get is just, a lot of love and respect and admiration for what we're doing. Um, and most of the opposition is coming from the larger leaders like the attorney general. That's all I've seen. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, guys, we, we got another question from one, another listener. Uh, Sheila in Texas asked a uh, question for me and Chief Humphrey and, 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 and you guys as well. Uh, how important is this? the uh, Democrats winning the Senate and controlling all three branches of government play uh, uh, play into the real police reform uh, and criminal justice reform and getting innocent uh, people of color uh, uh, who are on death row. And, I, you know, I think, you know, as we know, you know, tonight is a big Senate race in, in Georgia, and uh, that's going to tip the scale of, of how things are going to take place over the next four years. But under, you know, Obama, we had the 21st century community policing that, that Biden was, was heavily involved with. Um, and so uh, just kind of, you know, we, we coming up on the last couple of minutes of the show, but kind of give us briefly your, your thoughts about that, if, if any. I think that's your area of expertise, Francie. I think it's both. I mean, I think that we saw in 2020 a political shift. It shifted how policing, you know, occurred across our country and what was allowed, what what racism was overlooked, and how people were free to come out of the their true closets of racism and show how they've always been and and it carried into our policing and we saw um i won't say 
uh, an increase in in police brutality cases because they've always been high, but I think we saw them become more exposed and televised and um, almost overlooked on purpose. But I think having a democratic presence as a um, at our capital is a is a unique opportunity for um, police departments across the country to decide where they stand with reform and start to really do the research and implement those reforms um, and, you know, show their true color on whether or not they think their individual departments uh, are performing at their best level concerning how they treat people of color and um, it will be another another way that our country tells the truth about itself and so um, I'm personally excited about it because I think that it offers that opportunity for for reforms to be made but also you know you can start to see what parts of the country are not going to be committed to that, at least for a long time to come. And you can start to pick and choose where it's going to be safe for you to live if you're a person of color. And mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, that's a reality. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's just kind of the way I see it. But um, I, I think it's a, I, th I see it as an opportunity and it's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys, we're, we're coming up. Birds, birds, I know, yeah, birds, I know we're wrapping. I, I know we're wrapping up, but I, I, I appreciate both of them, and I think it is going to give us an opportunity to have an open discussion and not a one-sided discussion uh, regarding law enforcement and reform. Uh, not to say that nothing's wrong is going on, everything is fine, but at least an open mind at the table. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. And, well, hey and guys, since, you know we're. Oh, I'm sorry, Virgil. I, I don't know if it's too late, but JB just walked in the room with me, and I, he just wanted to jump on to say thank you for talk, discussing this. Yeah, hey, that's, put, it, put him on. Put him on. JB, you there? how you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm here. I'm doing well. How are JB, you? JB, how you doing? I'm doing good. All right. Hey, glad, glad, glad you could finally join us. Uh, uh, and, and, man, uh, you know, all of the... the the work you're doing, I know it's not is going definitely appreciated by the uh, Jones family and everybody else. But you know, guys, we're we're uh, just, uh, go ahead and and uh, JB. Oh, I just wanted to say, just you know, thank you for just giving us the opportunity to uh, you know talk about what we did and uh, kind of share the story. Um, and you know, I just appreciate any any opportunity to. Um, you know, uh, bring attention to, you know, something that we feel is so important. Okay. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. And I know we've got a lot of people that are listening uh, uh, in Oklahoma, especially in the Oklahoma City area. But, you know, guys, we definitely thank you all for uh, coming on the show and talking about uh, justice for, for Julius. And, uh, you know, hopefully at some point we can uh, get you guys to come back on the show and, um uh, uh, so, but again, we, we thank